Hey everyone, it's a, once again, excellent looking Manu here, uh, but shorter hair now. Um, this podcast episode, okay, well, this one went off the rails. So we're breaking it up into two because we were going to talk about history of NorCal and stuff, and then it kind of ended up just kind of becoming talking to Berkeley Cube Club. So I'm going to turn it into episode one, episode two. Halfway through episode one, maybe not halfway, I don't know exactly how far, I haven't actually started editing it yet. You'll see that, or you'll hear rather, the audio is going to get really, really funky, especially for me and Chai. This is because when Carrie was recording, he when he took the headphones out, it caused a lot of like background noise and then there's the delay and I literally cannot fix it because then Carrie is going to be out of sync, it, you know, it, it just went a mess. So that's why that audio is going to be kind of messed up. Eh, sorry. For a podcast, we should probably have better audio setups, but whatever. It's just this week. I promise it'll get better. Well, for you guys, not next week, but the week after. But anyway, enjoy this absolutely crazy episode, um, part one. Hello, over-inspected viewers. Today we have a very regional, location-based episode because this time we're thinking about talking about the Berkeley Cube Club. Now, oh. I am Carrie, and I'm here with the two other co-hosts. We got Manu and Hello. Michael Chai. Sup, brodies. Oh my. Yep. Chad, and Chai's pulling all the stops out today. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, my brother. Yeah, Yo, we're all brothers in this that. cubing world. Brothers and sisters, we all cube together. Yeah. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Yeah, but what I wanted to talk about is like, Manu, you were actually in the Berkeley Cube Club, so I think you actually have more experience with this than I do. I was. I was in, in Berkeley Cube Club from my prime college years, the prime years of my... Actually, they were definitely not the prime years of my life now that I think about it. I think those were some of the most degenerate times I've ever been... Wait, a pause. Of. Before you delve into details, rate Berkeley Cube Club on a scale of zero to 10, your experience. Five million! Berkeley Cube Club is awesome. Berkeley, that was wait, lame. That is... I, was, I was expecting like a light three. Oh. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah, let me, re let me revise it, it was for It was for the comedic timing. One, I'll give it a one. Uh, not, now the joke missed, it's okay. okay no whatever, <laughs> well, in any case, uh, yes. So I was part of Berkeley Cube Club between uh, 20, I guess it was, Technically, I guess it was 2014. Wait, no, what am I saying? That was, I was in high school then. Uh, 20, 2017 through 2020. Um, because, so, so here's a funny story. All right, we're, we're digging back to the real origin stories for this one. So when I first started cubing, I was in middle school, 2013. Uh, then I stopped cubing for about three years because I my parents wanted me to focus on, on high school and stuff. Um, so, but, once I graduated in 2016, I went to Berkeley and I knew that Berkeley had like some sort of like cube club, cube, cube thing going on, right? So what happened was the very first day of the very first day, the very first class I had, it was a physics class. So I'm sitting and I'm there like pretty early. Like the class starts at 930 and by 930 in Berkeley, everything starts 10 minutes later. So that means it actually starts at 940. <laughs> It's called Berkeley time. It's a real thing. You can look this up. Um, yeah. So I'm, so I'm there 9.30 on the dot, right? And no one else is there. There's one other guy there, but otherwise there's no one else there. 
So he's sitting in the center of the lecture hall. And then I go and sit, you know, like a couple rows behind him, right? And we're, we're just waiting there and we're like, what's what's going on, right? So what, what I end up doing is I end up pulling a cube out and I'm just cubing. And he hears like the cubing that's going on. And he's like, oh, are you a cuber? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a cuber. Um, which is amazing, amazingly fortuitous, right? This random guy who's sitting yeah. in my physics lecture, who I, 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 like, I don't know him at all. This is the first day, the first class that we're actually having. Um, also, it just happens to be a cuber. Um, so we're sitting there and he's like, I was like, what do you average? And I'm like, oh, dude, another cuber? I, I'm, I'm the hot stuff here. I'm like, I average 22. <laughs> what do you average? I'm fully expecting him to say like a minute, right? <laughs> Then you know what he says back to me? He's like, oh, that's not bad. I averaged 12 seconds. I was like, oh, oh, oh like a big, a big no. shot. I was like, <laughs> I am, I'm way out of my league here. I'm like, that's, I was like, oh, all right, never mind. Like this, this guy is legit. Um, then he's, so then he asked me, do you know about the cube decal? So for those who don't know at Berkeley, there are these student run uh, classes that you can teach. We call them decals. And Berkeley Cube Club has been running this decal called you know, the Rubik's Cube decal um, for a very, very long time. It actually is, I believe, the second longest running decal at Berkeley. Like that's been oh, done wow. continuously every single semester. It's been done for a very, very, very long time. Um, so anyway, so he was asking me about the Berkeley Cube Club decal. and. I didn't know about it. So I was like, oh, I didn't know. Like, what is it? He's like, oh, it's like a class that you can, it's a class that you can take to learn how to solve Rubik's Cube. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like I should, like, I, I didn't think about it, but I totally registered for that class. What ends up happening is I completely forget to register. And I'm just, I'm just doing my normal freshman year stuff. That guy ends up becoming my friend. His name is Ryan. Not, not the, not Ryan Jew. He's, he's Ryan Lee. Um, uh, I, oh, I, uh, I feel like I know Ryan Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask who it was, because, like, if there's, like, sub-12 back even then, then, like, they're probably someone we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that, you know, that was that was Ryan Lee. Um, and I think, you know, over the years, he cubed less and less, but, but you know, he's a very, very smart guy. Now he's doing PhD at Princeton. So, you know, he's, he's, a, big, he's a big guy. Wow, big shot. Moving yeah, up yeah. the academic ladder. I, I was yeah. gonna say, like, I know Ryan Lee, but if I think about it, there's probably been at least three Ryan Lees in the Berkeley Cube Club. Yeah. Uh, really? Maybe. I, don't, I feel like there's at least maybe two. No, I no, I know. No, there I is a Ryan Lee that I know. Ryan Lees, but... Like, he was friends with, uh, what's his name? The guy that's in Texas now. Eric. Are they friends? I don't remember. I mean, I'm trying to remember. So, Eric and I are also friends. Eric yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuba, but anyway um anyway so so okay so yeah so anyway there's so there's ryan lee right so ryan lee and i um we're 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 like friends at least to some degree right or at least collaborators on homework and stuff at the end of the semester he asks me um do you want to go to the cube club banquet because he he doesn't really know anyone else in cube club but he like heard about cube club and they he heard that there was a banquet that was going on um and by the way, the Cube Club Banquet is something that happens at the end of every semester to celebrate, you know, the things that the Cube Club has accomplished in the last semester. And it's also just a nice, it's like a semi-formal event um, for the Cube Club to actually like inter interact and just have fun with everyone there. So it's, it's cool. 
Um, so he so he invites me to this banquet. I go. I, I don't know why I went because I didn't really know any, I didn't know anyone else, but I just decided to go. Um, and I show up there. We had um, dinner at Angeline's. Uh, if you remember Angeline's in Berkeley. Um, oh, was that the place with the like the butter chicken? Maybe like, it's it's like the Louisiana oh. kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I think it's, I think I know which place you're there. talking about. Yeah, it's on. Um, I believe I think it's on Shattuck. Or it used to be on Shattuck at least. I don't know if it's still there. But anyway. Right. So we're we're sitting at Angeline's. Everyone else is like, everyone else is like Cube Club, right? It's like the actual Cube Club, and I'm sitting there. I'm just kind of talking to Ryan. Uh, I I think I was sitting across the table from Ryan Jew, which is kind of funny. Um, and <laughs> another and, cubing oh, Ryan. And the other thing, I I forgot to. Oh, this is oh my goodness! I have so many stories, man. When I was sitting, so I'm sitting there. I'm looking at the menu, right? And I'm like, oh, what is, what should I order? Because I I didn't know what, what I was gonna order. Um, I ended up, I, because like, also because I'm vegetarian, I don't know if I ever mentioned that on the podcast, but so I wasn't sure what I was going to order. And so I asked them like, oh, like, what is, what is something vegetarian? And Ryan Jew across the table, he's like, I didn't know you were vegetarian. If you were going to come to the banquet, you should have told me. And then we could have arranged something. And I was like, oh, well, it's okay. Like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> so so I that was your first interaction with Ryan. Yeah, yeah, and I and I was it was me messing up and not telling him I was gonna go to the banquet. So you know, that's that's interesting. Um, I, I have a question for you guys. So yeah. I don't know if the listeners in the podcast, if you guys don't know who Ryan Lee is, I feel like you probably have a better shot at knowing who Ryan Jew is. Yeah, but <laughs> do you guys remember your or not? Or obviously, you remember your first interaction with Ryan. But uh <laughs> yeah, what was your guys' first interactions with Ryan? My well, first I, I... interaction, Carrie, go ahead, Kurt. It's, oh, it's the... interesting. It's interesting. Okay, I, I don't remember what comp it was, but I remember like it was just at a comp- competition, and like I showed up. You know, it was really early in the morning because a lot of comps start at like eight thirty or nine, and like mm-hmm. he was wearing a cape and he had a pool noodle and he was like shaking it around and like shouting at people. <laughs> I just remember what? being really scared of him at the time. <laughs> I mean, like. After that, you know, once I got to know Ryan better, like, I, I saw more sides of him. But at the beginning, I, I saw that, you know, like, that side of Ryan. And I think it showed me that the cubing world has lots of different, uh, vi- uh, what's the word, diverse set of people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- I'm going to be honest. Like, my first interaction with Ryan was probably, like, together with um, my first interactions I had with God. Um Zod, the god. Oh, Zod, the god. I was like, what is going on? Uh, Ryan converted but, you. Yeah, we were all talking at the same time, but I thought, I, I don't know if I've ever told him this, but the dude was kind of like psycho. Or he, he kind of is a little psycho. <laughs> like, I mean, I think, I don't know. It's just like, dude, I mean, know, come on. You know, listen Ryan to, listens to these. You know, he listens yeah, to these episodes. Right? I, I know. So, like, Carrie, think about how you just explained your first interaction with Ryan. And yeah. think about what I, <laughs> the description that I put in. I think the two and two, like, you can put two and two together, right? Um, no, but he is, like, to me, there's, like, man, he has he has a way of thinking, and he's, like, borderline insane. Like, just, just the way that he operates. It's really funny. And, like, his humor is super dry. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, <laughs> I, do, I do like Ryan's humor. 
Ryan's like, quite funny. You don't even know he's joking. And like, I, I like legitimately can't tell. And Oh man. And yeah, I would well, work I mean, with Ryan a lot as an organizer. Yeah. But I, I feel like the other thing to note is that like he, he's been in the Cuban community so long that sometimes I feel like you got to trust his, yes. like, I guess, what do you call it? Wisdom. Yes. Yeah. His years of experience. Most certainly. Years of experience. Well, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. So, like, this whole episode was about the Berkeley Cube Club. But oh, there yeah, are some, like, yeah, there are some, like, prominent people that are, like, involved in that. And I think the first name that, for me, that comes up is, is definitely Ryan. Um, I remember the big thing with Berkeley Cube Club was, like, in, like, 2015, 2016, the competitions that were happening. Apparently, the competitions were... Uh, oh, the they were big terrible. issue with them they were, they were, they yeah were they were terrible. they were really disorganized and they really fell behind schedule quite often sometimes like an hour or so and this is like eight seven eight years ago right so basically like long story short what ryan did was like he had enough of the the bs <laughs> for lack of a better term and like he broke down competitions to like a science and i'm gonna be honest sometimes when i think about what he says i'm like you're speaking in some sort of like weird like code it's parcel like, time I, dude yeah like i don't understand what you're saying like his units of measurement is like human <laughs> bodies and it's just like it makes no human sense bodies. like yeah if you have this many little kids showing up and then you have that many parents showing up you get this competition with this performance and it's just like oh god and like dude yeah he, and it's he, just yeah dude he's, he just knows like what like he, he knows how to run a competition efficiently and it's a, it's incredible because I remember I went to one comp in uh, fall 2016. Oh, no, sorry. It was Berkeley summer 2016. Um, and that was a very poorly run competition. I feel like this was pretty classic for cube comps at the time. To be like an hour or two behind. Just just always. Just anyway, you know. Um, and then I remember the first competition that I, that I organized. I organized with Ryan. And that one we had down to a science. We were no more than like 10 minutes behind at any given point you know no matter what what happened which i think which i thought was amazing and like yeah that's like a standard that i think even people now to this day are like really happy with like just no more than 10 minutes behind like just staying within schedule if you can say on top of schedule that's always good mm -hmm. um but we always always like felt uh where he was always on the mindset of pushing the competition efficiency to its limit yeah uh, because you would you would pack more rounds you would pack more events. I think events were priorities over rounds at the time. Yep. Now it's a, now it's a little bit different. I think people really like rounds because there's a lot more events that are more popular. Like four by four, no one gave a crap about round twos before. Right. And now round two is like almost I wouldn't say obligatory, but it would be very very nice for the four by four community pretty much because. Back in the day, 4x4 round 2 was non-existent. Right, and so I think another thing that's changed from then to now is the frequency of competitions has, like, really increased. Especially, so, A, at Berkeley, you know, uh, you know, Berkeley used to host four competitions every single year, and that was a lot of the, that, like, a lot of the focus of the Bay Area and NorCal um, cubing community was focused around Berkeley, because Berkeley was the consistent venue to hold competitions. There were some venues in South Bay as well. I remember we ran a couple of competitions at Moose Lodge in Sunnyvale, um, but nothing was quite as consistent as the Berkeley competitions. And so once we like figured out, okay, you know, here's how we run a competition. I think that made it easier to hold competitions in other venues as well. Some in San Francisco, 
um i remember we ran well then we started running some in san jose as well and now you know they've we've proliferated <laughs> it's all over the place sacramento now has competitions we ran some in marin, Va marin last year um, oh i remember yeah. those yeah right right it, it, it's just it's just all over now see i um and the thing with ryan and the knowledge that he built is like when he was really i don't know if maybe i was in like my own little bubble because i really wasn't aware of like what other regions were up to at the time i wasn't a delegate at the time i was talking to anyone like that at the time um but he really really turned like the culture of competition efficiency upside down for the better and then he was not a delegate either he was actually just an organizer right. and then he had like jay fly shelly like be the delegate for those comps and then ryan started doing the let me just go to every freaking place in the world and just like just make competitions better and it was really interesting and um i think say say what you may about the the baltimore 2019 nats but it was a very well scheduled competition um very very logistically broken down and that was in large part um, i'm sure is probably related to ryan like he's definitely one of those people that um tries to spread that influence now i will say though in terms of a competition being as fast and efficient as possible it's not everyone's cup of tea yeah arguably not even my cup of tea because like sometimes my brain i can't even think that fast but i love an efficient competition right um and there's a lot of crowd control that you have to take care of at all times for like really really efficient comps yeah um yeah. Yeah, but, you know, Ryan is basically embedded in Berkeley Cube Club culture. He, like, changed the way competitions were run. Um, but he's also embedded in uh, probably WCA staff culture, whether WCA staff agrees or not, because, right. you know, he he, uh, he definitely changed a lot. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah, so Ryan was yeah one of the first people I interacted with. And then I remember, just to wrap up my story of this is how I joined Berkeley Cube Club, once we, oh yeah <laughs> once we leave angeline's right um you know i was talking to a couple other people at the time i think we went to get gelato afterwards uh across the street and so the next character we can talk about is armin so armin was the president of cube club at the time and he um he comes up to me he's like like hey like you know like we, we, were, we were talking a bunch and yeah you seem like a cool guy but i have no idea who you are like why are you here? I think that's what he said. Uh, like, that's what he said to you. Yeah, yeah. This is, I think that's Why are you here? Dude. Why are you here? Because you're a freshman. Because I'm a you freshman. Have to explain yourself. So I'm a freshman. I had never gone to a single cube club meeting. I didn't go. I forgot to register for the cube decal, um, and I'd never seen Armin before. And so I just show up to the banquet. I didn't pay for this dinner either, right? Like cube club is paying for this dinner. So I, it seems like I just free showed food. up and I'm just kind of freeloading, right? So Armin is like, yeah, so what is going on? Who are you? So then I have to explain like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from, I'm with Ryan. I, I'm a cuber. I'm interested in joining cube club. Um, but I, you know, I, I just didn't get through to it at the time. And, you know, he was very welcoming and stuff. Damn. <laughs> I, I've still never met Armin. Like I, I, I went to Armin, the competition Armin, Armin <coughs> 2017, not knowing where that word came from. Right. So, yeah. It's Wait. So, what did story. you what did you think Armin Open 2017 was about when you saw the title? I don't know. Maybe I thought it was like the name of some like city or neighborhood that like I'd never heard of. Like you know, oh like there's like Atherton and like oh that's a city. Right. And so maybe Armin is like another city. 
Okay, interesting. But, but it was held not. at Berkeley, so. Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's okay. So well, so the so the Armin Open. Okay, so there's a little bit of a story about Armin Open. Originally, we wanted Armin Open to be called uh, CC Open, and oh my goodness, this is it's such a meme. The fact that it was that it was gonna be called CC Open, because so okay, I'll introduce some more Berkeley Cube Club, Club characters. Do you guys you guys remember Riley, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Riley Woo. Yeah, Riley. Woo. Uh, Riley, Riley, a pretty um, a pretty accomplished cuber in himself, I think until he, he was the feet nats national champion i think at some point too well 20, I thought 2015 like, was it 2015 Maybe. i remember because he was the national champion for several years simply because feet was not held at nats at some point until <laughs> so I just until daniel rose levine became the national champion and then now feet is no longer an event so here's the second to last feet thing but i thought riley was more famous for being like the three blind nar holder for like a long time yeah 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 both exactly. i was, guess yeah yep he was super good at three blind and 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 he was good at three by three too um you have to remember these are like the dark ages of cube not the dark ages this is like the beginning of the renaissance of the revival of cubing we're talking like 2015 20 2016 2017 so the hardware we had back then does not compare to the hardware we had now it was it was not even close and if you think about it for blind right Nowadays, I feel like it's the GTS V1 that, like, you know, is, is like the acclaimed cube, right, for blind. But back then, that was before the GTS V1 had even come out. So, yeah, so you have to imagine all these feats are going on. Feats, that, that was not an intended pun. Um, with, you know, pretty terrible hardware. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think there was, like, fewer people in general trying the more insane events like 3 Blind. Um, I don't know if this is like a weird pivot, but I was just gonna say, it's weird, not weird. It's like a change of perspective talking to the current Berkeley Cube members. And I hear like some people saying like, oh, I'm gonna try to do, let's do like one four blind attempt a day. And like, let's all report oh, to each other how crazy, it went. Crazy, right? Crazy. That's, um, man. <laughs> dude, the-, the Yeah, and like some of them are, are freshmen. Like some people are learning four or five blind as freshmen. Which I, I mean, like, I guess it's not that surprising because like a lot of cubers are like even like way way younger, but I think just the fact that the cube club is able to push people to try these like really outlandish challenges, you know, some of them you wouldn't try on your own unless you had that community being like we're gonna meet every week and we're gonna report on how well we did. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And cube club is a is a really good conduit for that. Okay, yeah. well, anyway, to finish the yeah. thing about CC Open, Riley and this other guy, I don't know if you guys remember Nick, Nick Danishvari. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Nick, Wait. Nick was Nick was a, a crazy character. He was so funny. He was, he, was, he was amazingly funny. There's another story about Nick that I'm not going to tell because it would take far too long. But it, it's, it's an absolutely hilarious story. Um, but, okay, so Nick and Riley, they had gone to this competition in Oregon. Um, and they drove there. So for reference, that takes about 10 hours driving. So they drove there 10 hours one way. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I have to have pause you on the There's like 10 people in my room right now. Oh my wait. goodness. Wait, is this the whole Berkeley Cube Club? No, it's not. It's only four. Okay, wait, I can unplug this and then... Okay, um, there's, there's four people here. I'm gonna unplug the, the headphones so you can hear, you can talk to each other. Hello? Hello. Hello. No, wait, what is up? 
Oh, so um, they can't see you just because like, yeah, I'm not video calling. Yeah. But we have oh. Antonio, Tim, Cindy, and Ben. 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 Hello, hello. We are waving to you, but you can't see us. Oh, no. I know. I can see you. They actually can't see us. Yeah, yeah, we can see you. Um, It's like a one-way mirror. I could turn on the video for like 30 seconds or something. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess to, to like intro you all really quick, we're just recording a podcast about the like history of the Berkeley Q Club. Um, oh, and, so and yeah. I think Yamanu yeah, was oh, talking about like what it was like in 2016, 17. Oh, yeah? Carrie, while you were talking about this history of the Berkeley Q Club, you should tell us who founded the Berkeley Q Club. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess this is like takes it even further back in time. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know this until recently, but Edison Park, who is currently a Twitch streamer who works kind of with the offline TV crew, um, he founded the Berkeley Q Club, I think, in like 2006 or something. And I, I met him... A few weeks ago, let me just see if I can pull it up on my phone. Is that crazy? Do you know what I did not know that. Wait, how did you yeah, hear about so him? Crazy. Twitch. Like, oh, Twitch. if you guys, yeah. if anyone Are listening you... or watching, you know from like, Twitch. If yeah. they know Edison Park or Offline TV, like, so to put the two and two worlds that's together, crazy. that's crazy to me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if you go to his like Instagram, oh, where you, like, you just, so that surprised you? <laughs> yeah. Well, what surprised me was like. I went to like eat lunch with some like YouTube friends and like he's there and he talks about his Twitch history. I thought that's like all he did. But then like I whip out a cube cause that's what I do. And like, I, I started like doing, I guess like Rue one handed with like table abuse. And he's like, like I also speed cube, but like the way you're doing OH is like so, so more advanced than I used to do it back in the day. Cause they hadn't even invented t table abuse in 2006. Right. Oh yeah, my god. And you know, I pulled up um, the competition. I pulled up, it's called UC Berkeley Fall Competition 2006. The first Berkeley competition. Wait, was competition? Was the C in Do you guys know how like many? Oh yeah, that's the picture. That's crazy to Wait, me. I, I, have the like, most... I could not believe this. My face I is so distorted or con contorted. I do not like my face there. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Pokey. Shout out to Pokey. Pokimane. <laughs> Wait, is Pokimane like friends with Edison? Yeah, so th so I think some just to throw in some other names also as the history of Berkeley Cube Club. I think uh, I think this is probably probably news to you guys too. But uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this guy named Dan Dan Dan. Uh, how do you say his last name? It's like yeah, it's like Zoan, right? Like D Z O A N. Yeah, so he's he's one of the founding members. I think Jeremy was also one of the founding. We mentioned it before. J Fly, Jeremy Fleischman. Um, let's see who else was all the way back there. I think I think Tyson at some point was part was he was going to Cube Club meetings maybe. The strings from Caltech. Oh, was Tyson a, a Caltech student? Yeah, Tyson was Caltech. But I thought he was going to. Ber I thought he was like at Berkeley Cube Club for some point in time at least. Maybe, maybe. Well, on the for well, example, the competition page, like he was a WCA delegate, but he might have not been the Berkeley Cube Club. But um, if you guys can uh, guess, do you guys know how many competitors showed up for the 2006 competition? Oh, is this for you the guys new... can guess? This is the fun trivia. Oh, no, I don't know this. Wait, 2006, right? Wait, was it 2006? 2006. 
Yeah, how many competitors showed up? Can you let us know what the venue is or not? <laughs> room 105 Northgate. No, I hate that room. Oh, you know the exact room? I have, I have my song. Like, <laughs> so, so you can tell how many people fit inside. 35. 20, 30 25. Yes, that's I will right. guess okay, Ben 20 gets 35. So Anto gets 28. Cindy guesses 12. 12. <laughs> well, 20. Not, not bad. Yeah, not well, 20, 28, not bad. 35, and 12. So, what Manu, what do you think? I, I'm just 30. Okay. So, 60 competitors. What? Whoa, wait. 60? Wait, the hall fits that many, but like, why would that many people Wait. So, like, everyone gets too low? 60! That's insane. 60 and two. That's insane. So, like, they, pro insane. they probably had to, like, have. So, some other names that showed up in this competition, obviously Edison Park was there, the names that you guys said, Lucas Garin, right, he's still there, another name, Lars Petrus, right, right, creator, and then one more, fun, fun fact, he's a cool lawyer, apparently, Vincent Shu. oh, Vincent Shu. spelled S-H-E-U. The uh, guy from the did Vincent we ever talk Shoe, about the Vincent Shoe yeah. word on this podcast? No, <laughs> no. I'm think... fairly sure. Yeah, you, you should explain it. Uh, yeah, you guys usually explain it right now. Okay, so um, from a period of time, I forgot when, because I I wasn't in the U.S. back then. But Vincent Shoe, um, he came. He made three by three finals for quite a few comps, and then he just came last in like three or four in a row. So at that point, it was just called the Vincent Shu Award, and that was basically for the person that came last in finals. And it's a tradition that has run like till today. So even like at cops in NorCal, like in 2023, we still give out the Vincent Shu Award, and it's it's a great fun time. I think it's it the is, best award to get. Like if you get the Vincent Shu Award, you you won the comp. You know, like you can maybe win the you can maybe you know win the comp on the WCA page. But getting the Vincent Shu award is the like yeah. crown jewel. Yeah. Have you ever asked the WCA? Like an official? Yeah. I feel like they. Well, most people, like if they're not Cubers in the US, they might not know who he yeah, is. But like if but... you put it as a joke, like in the awards category. I don't think it'd be an option, oh. at least oh, with the current good. current stats, but still. I'm, you can, you can, someone can run this on uh, using the, the, uh, the SQL database. You, well, I mean, that's what I, that's what I really like about, um, I guess you would say like Bay Area or like Berkeley, but in, in a larger scope of things, it's like NorCal culture. Just these like little things kind of carrying over like oh. legacy type things. Yeah, Dude, like a lot of names are Vincent just like Schubert should not be existing right now. Right now. Does he know it's still going on? <laughs> yes. He, he, he must. Does. He <laughs> must, yeah. Um, so like a few of us in Q Club, we went to Tyson's restaurant and like had dinner yeah. there. A few people were there, like Lars Petrus, Vincent Shu was their name lead. And I think, yeah, we've still, at the start, I sort of mentioned that, yeah, the Vincent Shu Award's still a thing. So this was very recently. I think it was the end of 2022. So he definitely knows it's still going on. Yeah, sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know that he was running a restaurant now. Uh, Tyson. Oh, Tyson. Yeah, yeah, Tyson is. Yeah. Dude, his restaurant is lit. <laughs> it's, it's lit. Well, all you podcast listeners should go eat his restaurant as soon as this episode comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Meetup. Ooh. Oh, okay, I don't know about a meetup, but yeah. I mean, I, no. Um. I guess. Anyway. 
Yeah, I guess like yeah, tying it back to like the Berkeley Cube Club, it just shows like how the history of cubing. It feels like Berkeley has been more influential than like the average city in terms of. Yeah, so I will say this. So the oldest cube club, I believe, is probably Caltech. And then I think the next oldest is Stanford. But, and then after that was Berkeley. But if you notice something about those, uh, Caltech and Stanford cube clubs no longer exist. They are basically entirely defunct. So that makes Berkeley cube club the the longest running cube club in the world, like the longest consistently running cube club in the world, which is, a, a, I think, an, an incredible feat and very, very cool history to be part of. Wait, do you know what that means, Manu? Oh no, this is gonna be a D's Nuts joke or something. No, that means that we're better than UCLA. Yes! 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 Oh my god. Easy. Yes. We have some UCLA listeners, guys. Easy. We have, to, we have to be nice to everyone. I don't know if this still exists, but I think there used to be a site called berkeleyrejects.com and it would redirect to the UCLA admissions page. Oh no, oh no. Berkeley Rejects? I mean, there's, there's the other Rejects websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like to talk about it because like, <laughs> yeah. It was, it, yeah, it, it, it's just a joke that, that I think Berkeley played on, on UCLA, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like oh, anyone God. can buy the domain. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I think, I think Cube Club has a very interesting history. Um, you know, I, I'm just telling you some of the things that I went through when I was in Cube Club. Um, but I thought it was a ton of fun, and I think the best part of Cube Club for me was just like meeting a lot of new people because a lot of the people who I met through Cube Club are still some of my like very, very good friends to this day. So, I guess that is my message to the new Cube Club people that you guys should rejoice and have fun in cube club while you can before uh, i guess the sands of time drift drift us all apart <laughs> no i want i want to percent agree i think the beauty in berkeley um that stands out even beyond like norcal in the bay area is how consistently run it was so you could basically book it for four times a year now about that. In, in it by its yeah by itself right like okay so you have a competition four times a year you have four times to get like results but when it's so consistent like that you basically have like dates for like guaranteed meetups with a lot of the people that you know and like that's how like you build those relationships stuff like that and like you just have an excuse to hang out and i think that part of it is like really beautiful and like you know when i first started going to competitions it was at berkeley just by happenstance i learned about berkeley but i just knew that the next berkeley one was coming up like it was only a matter of time and then slowly but surely it's just like part of every day like routine and now there's like a billion berkeley competitions thank you anto Whoops. yeah <laughs> how, how many say, are happening this semester i was gonna say like there's a there's a carrying the torch from like the edison the tyson the ryan the armin and then there's like Anto right now, pretty much. And, um, yeah. But we should probably reserve a lot of that for our super. Very. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't leak, dude. Don't leak. Don't leak. Oh, 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 okay. Wait. Don't, we're not leaking. We're not. Okay, not not, not leaking. No, no, no <laughs> leaking. No. no. Yeah, lips we, are sealed. We, we totally didn't leak all. anything important there. Nope. <laughs> Nothing important was leaked. Yeah, I mean, nothing was hey, these are our guest stars right now. Like, <laughs> focus here, not not in the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
Oh God. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, I don't know. Like with the Berkeley Cube Club, there we've been more consistent in general, and I think the culture is sort of carried over a little bit to Bay Area competitions, and I like that we're starting to see recurring venues. So I think you know Andrew <laughs> B Hill is a great one, right? Yeah. Poly Ballroom and is a recurring venue. Huh? Poly Ballroom is a very uh, re- re- recurring venue. Dude, Poly Ballroom just happens every month at this point. Which is <laughs> yeah, really cool. yeah. I feel like, but, like in 2016 I was in the Poly Ballroom, and in 2023 I'll be in the Poly Ballroom. <laughs> and when I'm old and oh, like 80 years old, I feel I'll like in the Poly Ballroom. Let's just get married in the Poly Ballroom. Oh my god. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I know like Christopher Christopher Actually, Olsen yeah, had no, like sure. Actually, a huge we just do at his wedding. Can we like do it? Can we reserve it for a competition and just expense have, it as a competition, but have a wedding? Have a secret be a wedding? Well, I guess we first gotta decide who's getting married. But, yeah. Like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, guys, we gotta pull through for one of our homies who's down bad. So like, I know. Like, <laughs> if, like, if you're down, down bad, like, if, like, <laughs> like. We gotta pull through for here. one of our homies who needs a who needs a wedding venue, and then we'll 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 do a cube competition, disguise. As a... That that would be inter- That would be very interesting, actually. I wonder. I would. Okay. I wonder if someone has done that before. Like, you know, we were talking about crazy competitions a while ago, right? That would be a very crazy competition. A comp that was part of a wedding. Part of a wedding. Wait, can we have? Can we do that? Hey, if Ryan gets married, can we? Oh, oh, oh my god, oh my god, this is getting very personal. I mean, he's, if he listens to this, if he, if he hears this, he's gonna know that we're thinking about his wedding. Should we, should we bleep that out? Or should we no, Ryan keep here? it in. I mean, it's Ryan. Yeah, I know, I know. I guess like, like judging Ryan's personality, do you think he's cool with it? Oh man, we gotta, we gotta edit that out. Cut well. It. <laughs> I, I guess, like, Manu, if you edit it, then you can make a final call. <laughs> Alright, fine, we'll keep it. Yes. Yeah, keep it YOLO. It's, yes. it's like, the worst thing that can happen is, like, a friendship ends, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine, I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, God. Well, um, I guess, well, like... Uh, no, go ahead, Carrie. You know, I wanted to also talk about, like, what Berkeley Cube Club is like in 2023, because I think the three of us who are in this call, you know, we talk a lot about, like, you know, when we were in college, but like that period has passed. I know Anto, you said like, you thought that Cube Club was like on its way out like a year ago. Yep. So yes, I guess if you could talk about that. And I'll stop you right there, Antonio. Why don't we hear from him and all the other Berkeley Cube Club members in the next episode, since this episode is already like 40, 45 minutes long or whatever it is. I don't really know exactly. Like I said, I haven't finished editing it yet. Sorry. Anyway, hope you all have a good week. And if you're still listening on the day that this comes out, Basque Live is still going on. Why don't you take a listen? It'll be on the channel uh, somewhere over here, I think. And if you're a podcast listener, sorry, I guess that made no sense to you. But anyway, check out the YouTube channel for all the goodies, all the podcast episodes, a bunch of random stuff. Um, And yeah, have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next week.